0: Hi, and welcome to Sleep Tight Relax. A short message for grown-ups. and long, dialogue-free sleep sounds. That's four sleep stories a week, plus our popular music and soundscape episodes. Please visit sleeptightpremium.com to subscribe or follow the link in our show notes. Thank you.
1: Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Sleep Tight Relax, Sounds, Music, and Stories for Calming Busy Minds. In this episode, Cheryl will be taking us on a trip to visit a princess who loves flowers. The princess has a huge garden that she visits every morning dressed as a common girl so that she can weed and prune the flowers without her servants following her. Princes want to marry her, but she says she'll only marry the one who can guess her favorite flower. She meets a minstrel in the garden, and they chat, and he doesn't know she is the princess. It's a fairy tale, and a light listens perfect for sleep time. Now, let's begin to relax by first making sure you have a suitable environment for comfort. Find a quiet place to sit or lay down in your bed, somewhere where you won't be disturbed. If you are ready for sleep, snuggle under your covers, position your pillows, or your other little comforts, and get cozy. If you prefer to sit, take a position with a straight back, close your eyes, and feel yourself begin to relax. Now, take a few deep breaths to transition you from the before to the now. Let your breath deepen and slow. Fill in your lungs as much as you can and then releasing them. With each breath you take, you let go a little bit more of any tension you might have had. Take another deep breath in and hold. Then relax. Try this again. Take a deep breath in and out. A deep breath in. Return to your normal way of breathing, not doing anything special, just breathing naturally. Focus on the story, the sounds, and the music. As you become still, feel your body sinking deeper into a greater, sense of relaxation I hope you enjoy tonight's sleep story and have a deep and relaxing sleep
0: The Flower Princess. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful princess named Florette, who lived in a white marble palace on top of a high hill. The Princess Florette was very fond of flowers, and all around the palace, From the very gates thereof, a fair garden, full of all kinds of wonderful plants, sloped down to the foot of the hill, where it was snugly enclosed with a high marble wall. Thus the hill was like a great nosegay, rising up in the midst of the land, sending out sweet odors to perfume the air for miles, bright with color in the sunshine and musical with the chorus of birds and the hum of millions of bees. One part of the garden was laid out in walks and avenues with little vine-clad bowers here and there where the princess could sit and read or lie and dream. There were fountains and statues among the trees and everything grand and stately to make a garden beautiful. Another part of the garden was left wild and tangled like a forest. Here, all the shyest flowers grew in their own wild way, and here ran a little brook, gurgling over the pebbles in a race to the foot of the hill. There never was seen a more complete and beautiful garden than this of the Princess Florette. Now the fame of the princess's beauty like the fragrance of her garden, had been wafted a long way, and many persons came to see it. A continual procession of princes from lands near and far traveled the long road that wound from the foot of the hill up and up and up to the entrance of the palace. They came upon their noble steeds with gold and jeweled harnesses, most gorgeous to see, riding curiously up amid the flowers, whose perfume filled their hearts with happiness and hope. The further they rode, the more they longed to stay forever in this fair place, and when each one at last dismounted at the palace gate and going into the great hall, saw the princess herself, more fair than any flower, sitting on her golden throne, he invariably fell upon his knees without delay and begged her to let him be her very own prince. But the princess always smiling mischievously, shook her head saying, I have no mind to exchange hearts, save with him who can find mine, where it is hidden among my flowers. Guess me my favorite flower, dear prince, and I will be yours. This she said to every prince in turn. She did not greatly care to have any prince for her own, for she was happy enough among her flowers without one. But the prince, whoever he might be, when he heard her strange words, would go out eagerly into the garden and wander wander long among the flowers searching to find the sweetest and most beautiful which must be his lady's favorite and of course he selected his own favorite whatever that was it might be that he would choose a great wonderful rose At the proper time, he would kneel and present it to the princess, saying confidently, O fair princess, surely I have found the flower of your heart. See the beautiful rose? Give it then to me to wear always as your very own prince. But the princess, glancing at the rose, would shake her head and say, Nay, I love the roses too, but my heart is not there, O prince. You are not to be my lord, or you would have chosen better. Then she would retire into her chamber to be no more seen while that prince remained in the palace. Presently, he would depart, riding sorrowfully down the hill on his gorgeous steed, amid the laughing flowers. And the princess would be left to enjoy her garden in peace until the next prince
1: should arrive.
0: It might be that this one would guess the glorious, nodding poppy to be his lady's choice. But he would be no nearer than the other. A later comer would perhaps choose a gay tulip, another a fair and quiet lily. Still another earnest soul, would select the passion flower, noble and mysterious. But at all of these, the princess shook her head and denied them. There had never yet come a prince to the hill who found her heart's true flower. And the princess lived on among her posies, very happy and very content, growing fairer and fairer, sweeter and sweeter, with their bloom upon her cheek and their fragrance in her breath. There never was seen a more beautiful princess than Florette. Now the princess loved to rise very early in the morning, before any of her people were awake, and to steal down by a secret staircase into the garden while it was yet bright with dew and newly wakened happiness. She loved to put on a gown of coarse green stuff, wherein she herself looked like a dainty pink and white flower in its sheath, and with a little trawl, to dig in the fragrant mold at the roots of her plants or train the vines with her slender fingers. No one suspected that she did this, and she would not have had them suspect if for the world for if the palace people had known, they would have followed and annoyed her with attention and suggestions. They would have brought her gloves to protect her pretty hands, and a veil and parasol, and a rug upon which to kneel, if kneel she must, while weeding the flower beds. Indeed, they would scarcely have allowed her to do anything at all. For were there not gardeners to attend to all this? And why should she bother herself to do anything but enjoy the blossoms when they were picked for her? They did not know, poor things, that the greatest joy in a flower is to watch and help it grow from a funny little seed into a leaf then a tall green stalk then a waking bud until finally it keeps the promise of its first sprouting and becomes a blossom they did not guess that the happiest hours of the princess's life were those which she spent in the early morning tending her flower babies, while her fond courtiers and even the curious princes on their way to woo her were still wasting the best part of the day on lazy pillows. Many a time the gardener declared that a fairy must tend the royal flowers, so wonderfully did they flourish, free from weed or worm or withering leaf. It even seemed to him sometimes that he could trace a delicate, perfume touch, which had blessed their leaves before his coming. When he told this to Florette, she only smiled sweetly at him. But in her heart, she laughed, for she was a merry princess. One beautiful morning, the princess arose as usual, soon after sunrise, and putting on her green flower gown, stole down the secret staircase into the garden. There it lay all fresh and wonderful, sparkling with diamond dewdrops. The Princess Florette walked up and down the paths, smiling at the blossoms, which held up their pretty faces and seemed to smile back at her as if she, were another flower. Sometimes she kneeled down on her royal knees in the gravel, bending over to kiss the flowers. Sometimes she paused to punish a greedy worm or a rude weed which had crowded in among the precious roots. Sometimes With her little golden scissors, she snipped off a withered leaf or a faded flower of yesterday. Up and down the paths she passed, singing happily under her breath, but seldom plucking a flower, for she loved best to see them growing on their green stalks. she came at last to a little summer house, up which climbed morning glories, blue and pink and white, fairy flowers of early morning, which few of her people ever saw because they rose so late. For by the time those lazy folk were up, the best part of the day was over, and the little morning-glories, having lived it happily, were ready for their rest. They drowsed and nodded and curled up tight into a long sleep, in which they missed nothing at all of the later day. When Florette spied the morning-glories, she clapped her little hands and running up to the arbor, danced about on her tiptoes, whispering, Good morning, little dears. Good morning, my beautiful ones. How fresh and sweet and fair you are. And plucking a single blossom, a cup of the frailest pink, she placed it in her yellow hair, her only ornament. Then she danced toward the little arbor, for it was her favorite early morning bower. But when she came to the door, instead of entering, she started back with a scream. For through the morning glory vines, two bright eyes were peering at her. Peek-a-boo, said a merry voice, and out stepped a lad with a smiling, handsome face. He was dressed all in green. By his side hung a sword, and over his shoulder he bore a little lute, such as minstrels use. Good morning, merry maiden, he said, doffing his cap and bowing very low. You too love flowers in the early morning, we have good taste, we two, alone in all this place, it seems. You are not of this place. How did you come here? Asked the princess, stepping back and frowning somewhat. Do you not know that this is the garden of a princess who allows no one to visit it between dusk and the third hour after sunrise? Ah. Cried the youth with a merry laugh. That I learned yesterday, down below there in the village. And a foolish law it is. If the princess knows no better than to forbid the sight of her garden when it is most beautiful, then the princess deserves to be disobeyed. And for that matter, pretty maiden, Are you not, too, a trespasser at this early hour? Aha! Oh! The lad laughed teasingly, shaking his finger at her. The princess bit her lip to keep from laughing, but she said as sternly as she could, You are rude, Sir Greencoat. I am one of the best friends the princess has. She allows me to come here at this hour, alone from all the world. Ah, share the right with me, dear maiden, share it with me, exclaimed the stranger. Let me play with you here in the garden early in the morning. Do not tell her of my fault. But let me repeat it again and yet again while I remain in this land. The princess hesitated, then answered him with a question. You are then of another country? You are soon to go away? Yes, I am of a far country. My name is Joyful. And I am a merry fellow, a traveler, a minstrel, a swordsman, an herb gatherer. I have earned my bread in many ways. I was passing through this country when the fragrance of this wondrous garden met my flower-loving nose guiding me hither. Ah! How beautiful it is. Because I wished to see it at its best, in early morning, I stole through the gates at sundown and spent the night in yonder little arbor. I have been wandering ever since among the flowers until I heard your voice singing. Then I stole back here to hide for I was too happy to risk being discovered and sent away. You are a bold, bad fellow, Joyful, said Florette, laughing, and I have a mind to tell the princess about you and your wanderings. Would she be so very angry? asked the stranger. I will not pluck a single bud. I love them all too dearly, just as you do, dear maiden, for I have watched you. Ah, I could almost tell which is your favorite flower, nay, that you cannot do," said the princess hastily. No one knows that. Aha, cried the lad. You make a secret of it, even as does your mistress, the Princess Florette. I have heard how she will choose for her prince only him who finds the flower which holds her heart. I had thought one time to find that flower and become her prince. You? cried the princess, starting with surprise. Why, why not? I could fight with her and defend her with my life. If need be, I could sing and play to make her merry. I could teach her many things to make her wise. I am skilled in herbs and lotions, and I could keep her people in health and happiness. Moreover, I love flowers as well as she better since I love them at their best in this early morning. Even as you love them, fair maiden, I should not make so poor a prince for this garden. But now that I have seen you, little flower, I have no longing to be a prince. I would not win the princess if I might, for you must be fairer than she as you are fairer even than the flowers your sisters. Ah, I have an idea. I believe that you are that very flower, the fairest one whereon the princess has set her heart. Tell me, is it not so? Indeed, no, cried the princess, turning very pink at his flattery. How foolishly you speak. But I must hasten back to the palace, or we shall be discovered, and someone will be punished. And shall I see you among the maidens of the princess when I present myself before her? asked Joyful eagerly. Oh, you must not do that, exclaimed Florette. You must not try to see the princess today. This is a bad time. Perhaps tomorrow, she hesitated. But will you come again to the garden? He begged. She shook her head. No, not today, joyful. Then, tomorrow, you will come? Promise that you will be here tomorrow morning early to play with me for a little while? He persisted princess laughed a silvery little laugh. Who knows whom you may find if you are in the garden again tomorrow morning early. And without another word, she slipped away before Joyful could tell which way she went. For she knew every turning of the paths and all the windings between the hedges which were puzzling to strangers.